You're listening to the MKD Podcast. I am your host, D. Miller L. In this episode, I'll be covering some important updates within the Bitcoin space. You won't want to miss this one. If you're new here, consider uh, subscribing, liking, and sharing the podcast. It's definitely very helpful for us. And for those of you that have already subscribed and been liking and sharing the content, thank you very much. Without any further ado, let's get into this one. And as a reminder, folks, we do have our Bitcoin Expo for 2023 happening right now. You'll want to head on over to raretoshi.com, search the profile Bitsy, that's B-I-T-S-I. Check out the artwork there. If you're looking for a means to support the podcast, of course, you can drop us a tip there on Twitter. We do have the tipping feature available. Uh, but if you'd like to actually support, you know, Bitcoin culture as a whole, I highly recommend that you purchase some of our Bitcoin artwork that can be found there. You will be supporting the artist as well. With that being said, I hope that you enjoy the episode. afternoon good evening however whatever time it is where you are hope everybody's doing good out there i'm feeling well so uh let's go on ahead and get into this one i want to start with the balaji bet if you guys recall or if you're not aware uh balaji a I would say a influencer within the Bitcoin space uh, made a bet not too long ago. I want to say in uh, March, he made a bet that within 90 days, Bitcoin would hit $1 million. I've kind of pinned the date as June the 15th as the 90 day marker. Uh, Why is that important to us? Uh, because we're not necessarily worried about the price action of Bitcoin. Uh, we're using this timeline for our giveaway. Again, if you're new here, we're going to be giving away uh, some Bitcoin art from the collection. You guys know I'm the host with the most Bitcoin art. They're on Rare Toshi. Definitely can find those links, those hyperlinks to actually look at the collection on my social media. So click around, you'll definitely find it there. Uh, but with regards to this one million dollar Bitcoin on June 15th, if it actually hits one million dollars for Bitcoin, I'm going to give away 11 pieces from the collection. If it does not hit, I'm going to give away one piece from the collection. I've already shown the BitRunner, which is a particular um, piece from my collection. I'll be giving that one away if we don't hit the $1 million uh, price point by June 15th, right? We're talking about four Bitcoin. And again, if it does hit, I'll be giving away 11 pieces. So to join this giveaway, all you have to do is share the podcast. You can share your favorite episode. 
You can share the most recent episode. Just be sure to tag me in it so that I know to actually add you into the raffle so that I know that you're participating. And that's all it's going to take for you. Again, I'll announce the winner on June 15th or thereabout. So you guys are going to want to make sure that you're staying tuned. All right. What else is going on in the Bitcoin space that I find interesting? Right. I think that's number one interesting. One million dollar Bitcoin. Uh, well, what have I been playing around with? I think that we could kind of start right there. I've been kind of tinkering around, folks, you know. With Bitcoin, there's always something happening, right? There's always some sort of uh, development within the space. So in this particular case, I want to kind of discuss what uh, is called, what are, they, what are they calling it? E-cash. It's an older concept, folks, right? This kind of brings us back into the history of how Bitcoin kind of came about, if you will. So I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I'll say that there is a cryptographer, right? Um, A cypherpunk from back in the day, David Chong, that had an idea um, that was fairly successful. However, it lacked Bitcoin itself as like, we'll say, a a base layer to this idea. Now, the idea is eCash. Right. Instant, private and free. Right. To transact. It was a protocol that, again, it had its value even then. Um, Many, you know, entities that were around at the time as far as um, computers, you know, developers and all this kind of stuff like this was this was definitely an idea being proposed and and pitched around in different circles uh however as i as i've already just stated without bitcoin itself it wasn't really going to work we'll say in the truest sense of the word right it worked but not like it can now let's just put it that way So what I see this as, what I've been doing is kind of tinkering around and I see this as mm, kind of a solution to a few of the problems within Bitcoin, right? Or at least things that can be improved within the Bitcoin space. Now, I would just say Bitcoin is fine within itself, but innovations like Lightning lead a lot of work right they need a lot of work and i think that this particular work uh with the e-cash element is going to increase the value of the lightning network right like lightning again is an innovation on top of bitcoin and it allows for bitcoin to scale now again lightning is not without its bugs or its issues However, uh, taking Satoshis off of Lightning and transacting those Satoshis outside of the Lightning Network, I think is extremely powerful. 
right? We're not doing without lightning, right? We'll say that through lightning is how you begin to use this e-cash. You want to move some, some Satoshis over to that protocol. Very similar to how you move your Bitcoin to the lightning network. You're going to want to move some Satoshis, right? Which is the smallest denomination of a Bitcoin. You're going to want to move those on over onto this particular protocol, right? The eCash. It's really, really cool. I'm going to tell you, I've been tinkering around, sending it, you know, to myself through different wallets, right? Using Lightning, sending it as like a text message, the eCash then putting it back onto lightning it has been very, very interesting kind of just because it works right at the end of the day, it just works. Now it's still in its very early stages. So I'm not trying to apply too much pressure, right? Myself personally, but it works and it works seamlessly. So I've been enjoying kind of tinkering around with that. I'm going to keep my eye on it and keep kind of tinkering if you will right i think that there's a lot of value in this you guys know dealing with the lightning network one of the biggest uh differences or i should say one of the values i see in this protocol is in lightning you have to create an invoice right you create an invoice and then someone pays the invoice that's how the lightning network works In this particular case, you can just send Satoshis without, you know, an invoice creation. That right there, my friends, is extremely powerful. And I think is going to, again, just making it clear on why I think this is very important. This is going to make Lightning Network even more valuable. Right? It'll kind of pull back some of the pressure that's already being applied to the lightning network by taking it offline that is very powerful loving it right <laughs> uh, i think everybody that's dealing with lightning right now and and um you know sees the value of lightning should rejoice um with this so like I said, I'm, I'm going to continue to kind of play with it and see how I can integrate that more so into what it is that we do over here, right into our process. Okay, let's go ahead and um, let's move into another aspect of this. Oh, did I mention that it's extremely private right before we move on? Uh, the level of privacy associated with these transactions, bar none, is uh, superior, right? It's it's up there with, you know, the Moneros of the world where, you know, we're not too sure, like all transactions are private, right? The level of privacy associated with this eCash, Right with the, it, I use the uh, Cashew platform, so I just want to make sure you guys have some kind of direction with that. Uh, Cashew, right? I have some um, some links there on my Twitter. You guys should be following me on Twitter so that you can actually maneuver through and find your way. 
All right. So let's kind of move on from that. Another big update within the space is uh, Samson Ma, right? Major champion within the Bitcoin space has been doing this for years now. Um, Shout out to Samson Ma and everything that you're doing over there as a man of many hats. I'll tell you that much (laughs) from what I've observed. That's a man of many hats. So uh, most recently, I've seen that Samson Ma has been in Mexico. Uh, This is Samson Ma of Jan 3, mind you. Uh, If you're not familiar with Jan 3, the company, you should look it up. They're on the forefront of hyper-Bitcoinization. So, as of recent, I've noticed that he's been in Mexico, and he is promoting, of course, and advocating that Mexico adopt Bitcoin. This is huge, right? And, of course, uh, it's in a similar fashion to El Salvador. So, I believe uh, there were three main points that uh, Samson was covering with regards to adopting Bitcoin and how a a nation state could do that. So the first one was um, acquiring Bitcoin as a national treasure, a national treasury. That's step number one. Step number two, uh, setting up a Bitcoin bond and a mining operation write a national bond and a mining operation very powerful very 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 powerful um and then the last one was making bitcoin legal tender right very powerful very very powerful and it's it's helpful for me because I live so close to Mexico. <laughs> um, you know, obviously, I'm I'm I've always got to consider, you know, when operating in this space, how to you know find that friendly place where you can operate as a Bitcoiner, right? We're always concerned about the regulations. Right? What are the laws concerning this, that, and the third? with regards to the Bitcoin space. So I love to see um, the way being kind of opened up for Bitcoiners to truly grow, right? Truly grow and develop. We don't need for the regulations to kind of stop the growth and development before it even starts. So I'm, I'm watching this uh, development there in Mexico very closely because as much as I would love to be in El Salvador, um, it's much more practical for me to be in Mexico, <laughs> right? And maybe it's like that for uh, many of us here in America, right? It might be easier for you to get to Mexico as opposed to maybe El Salvador or a country that's further away right so again i'm literally looking at the situation like america has to make up its mind with regards to bitcoin pretty soon because they will experience a brain drain otherwise 
right? I mean, the capital flight is one thing for people to exit out of the dollar into the Bitcoin. That's already damaging enough. But, and we're talking about to America, that's already damaging enough to the dollar. The minute that, you know, the people begin to migrate to jurisdictions that are, you know, much more friendlier is, you know, again, when America kind of loses prestige in the world. Just my thoughts, right? I'm sure many other Bitcoiners can kind of see the same uh, results kind of coming. If we don't see, you know, if we don't see that greater adoption, I do see that. Um, I think Jack Mahler has some plans on being in D.C. here pretty soon and, you know, advocating that the U.S. embrace and try to harness this Bitcoin, right? This power associated with Bitcoin. So we will see. Um, I think that there's going to just be this ongoing conversation in America for the next few years concerning Bitcoin. I don't think that America is going to change its stance on it anytime soon. It's not that America is against, you know, Bitcoin. However, you know, you have uh, companies like Coinbase, which is one of the most popular exchanges to acquire Bitcoin and other, you know, quote unquote, crypto Uh, They're entertaining the idea of moving offshore as well. And why? Again, America is not so friendly towards Bitcoin, Bitcoiners and the way in which we function. And then, of course, the other folks in the crypto land, (laughs) uh, they they know that there are issues right associated with their cryptocurrencies because many of them are not considered currencies at all. Right. And that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, But glad to see what's happening there in Mexico. It gives us much more space, right, to function in, given that they do decide to um, to adopt Bitcoin. It would just be amazing. It would be great. I think it would be great for the country of Mexico. I think it would be great for those of us that are looking to continue to grow and evolve within the Bitcoin space, right? And we're really talking about, you know, a lot of economic growth and development. That's mainly what we're talking about here. A lot of economic growth and development, a lot of infrastructure, right? So shout out to everyone that has been making moves that has my attention right now you guys are doing a a great job i appreciate it (laughs) because like i said um it's something that i can see myself being able to continue to grow and 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 i'm observing the space grow and develop further it continues to you know give me that conviction that this thing is not you know it's not going anywhere bitcoin is here to stay bitcoin continues to grow and evolve it is far from dead uh, regardless of what the price of a bitcoin is right whether it's a million dollars or whether it's twenty thousand dollars for a coin i still see that the network is growing 
I still see that the network continues to evolve. And that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right, folks. We're going to wrap it up right here. Again, subscribe. Share the content to join the giveaway. We're giving away the Bitcoin art June 15th. All right, y'all. Enjoy the rest of your day. Peace.